What's up, world? I'm Thunderthief, and this is episode two of the Happy Accidents podcast for my second album, Past Amore. This track is called Cherry. <laughs> for two on naming songs after restaurants on my album so far uh morning story track one was named after a breakfast place and cherry is half of the restaurant called cherry cricket uh it's a denver burger spot that i love and i think when i was working on this in its more long form sessions uh i was having a real hankering for it and that was where we gonna we, we were gonna go eat so uh, that's why I decided to name the song. It was all about the chords. I rarely start songs by writing a chord progression. Usually it's a bass line or a guitar melody or something like that. Like sitting down and coming up with a chord structure is usually something that falls later on. And these chords just kind of came to me when my buddy Dan was over over the Christmas time of 2019, uh, my mom had just passed away and is an immensely like lame time, uh, especially for the holidays and stuff like that. And whenever he's in town, we usually get a chance to like jam around for a little bit and just see what comes out. And over the course of that afternoon and evening, we wrote like three or four ideas. I think two of them I opened up again and worked on further. And this was the only one that actually like made it to the completed song portion. And we were jamming around and I found these chords. such an interesting tone and I liked the sweeping aspect of it like it was a very expressive synth uh sound and chord structure that we came up with so what Dan wrote against that and were the two main guitar part inspirations for this song uh the first part that he wrote is actually the last guitar part on the song but it had this really nice drive in combination with the chords. He came up with this like funky reggae style guitar part that was really only one chord. And Dan wrote those guitar parts to the chord progression and then this drum beat that I'd come up with. It was like, I really was thinking like about this band Glassjaw, this other band Godsmack, that their drummer just goes crazy with cymbals and he really takes a lot of time and energy and you can hear it in every single one of his strikes and ironically 
on uh, the first Glassjaw record that I was like, refer- actually their second record, it is the drummer from Godsmack. So I was referencing the same dude in two different bands. And so to sit and drive with those chords and that kind of guitar energy, this is the drum part that we were writing against. And that drum progression has a ton of stuff going on in it. There's a lot of like the bell on the ride and just crashes everywhere. And like the kick and snare relationship is a very rock style progression. And I have this really simple like rock beat loop underneath it. Actually, I take that back. That's not a very simple, like, rock loop. That's a pretty interesting, like, I don't know, funk rhythm? I have no idea what to call that, but I chopped that up and uh, laid it on top of, like, the rest of what these drums are doing. put them together it just creates this really layered intricate percussive section that um, I think really drives the song and sits along with with the baseline that I wrote against it really beautifully. And the whole beginning part of this song could be like more of a progressive rock type of tune if the soundscape was different. But here's here's the bass line that I wrote uh, to those drums. This song moves through the movements pretty quickly uh, right when you get used to all of those sounds, the synth chords and those drums and the guitar part and uh, that driving bass all together. It drops off and then it goes back to the chords. Um, a different chord progression kind of goes down. <laughs> With this little vocal clip that I put together, um, this record, I don't have a ton of vocals in there, but all the vocals that are in there are me. And I wanted something sort of human to be in this song, but not to have it sound human. And so it's just this little glitch thing that floats inside of these chords. And it's just this little three note cut of some 
something I was saying, I, I, uh, I tried to pull up the session where I had that whole audio part and I'd cut it and changed it in a bunch of sessions. So it was kind of lost, but here's the vocal part isolated. It has a sort of vocoded stabby chord quality to it. And I think stands up really well against the chords and just providing something else, something more interesting. With the B section of this song, I wanted to have familiar elements from the first one, from the first part in the second part and have them just flip on top of each other. And so I wrote this bass synth progression that is essentially what the kick drum is doing in the first part. And I took that MIDI data and put it into the soft synth diva and came up with this bass patch to drive underneath those chords. And since I already had like the kick rhythm from the previous part in this next part, I only really needed a four on the floor type of beat and I wanted the same type of energy from the first part with like a lot of the uh, ride bell stuff and like still crashes, but it's this four on the floor driving drum beat. the course of the four repetitions or six repetitions of this part the drums just kind of build and get a little more interesting and I had that part sitting there really beautifully with the four on the floor drum progression the bass line those synth chords and I wanted a different guitar element in it and Dan and I have such different guitar playing styles that this track already had enough of like his sort of tonality to it. And I was very grateful to have that sound palette to sort of work in opposition of. So the lead part that I was sketching out was really intended to be like the vocal melody, the thing that like you can connect with and sing with for this song one of the biggest aspirations I had for this album and just all the music I've been putting together is attempting to speak through my instruments rather than using the human voice. I mean, it is, I mean, it's the best instrument ever, the voice and everyone can sing along in some way or another, but to express yourself through something that isn't a part of you, but you earn in time and focus and practice uh it crosses over into this really beautifully expressive place and this guitar part was written in intention of communicating that <laughs> part really only happens a couple times in the song 
And in this section, I fade out and I loop only a certain part of it to the end so that uh, the last guitar part can creep into it as well. And it sounds like this. right back in to essentially repeating the A section of the song with a different guitar part on top of it going to the first guitar idea that was written for this song and it leads into this whenever I listen to this song or think about this song. I think a lot about that holiday, that first holiday after my mom had died and how much like that whole time of the year flipped into a time I didn't want to be a part of. Celebrations that seemed pointless, uh, seemed vacuous, but realizing that it's still just a matter of like your perception of the time. And I'm so grateful to have friends that I can make music with and release in the most constructive way I can and have it be something that can carry on later. Like, this song was amazing to produce with my friends, and I filmed a music video for this song that I got to like perform at the bottom of a bowl while some of my other friends skated around it. And it really is like an anthem for valuing relationships and valuing the people that are there for you and can help or even just want to help. Maybe they can't, but their intentions are still there. And seeing that and hearing that uh, become something that now everyone can see in here is a really unique position and is absolutely one of the most gratifying things I can do with my life. So enjoy the second song on Pastamore. This one's called Cherry. Cherry. <laughs> 